Hello friends and welcome to episode 5 of our podcast, Healing Better with Full Circle, where each week we draw upon the wisdom of holistic and traditional modalities to help you on your journey to healing better. My name is Julia Mallon and this week I am joined with manual osteopathic practitioner Genevieve Zizzo and practice manager Samantha Turcott. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. Thanks Julia. Thanks Julia. Today, we are going to be diving into the concept of turning adversity into opportunity. More specifically, how can we transform difficult circumstances into opportunities for growth and success in all aspects of our lives? We will be discussing what adversity and opportunity looks like to us, how emotions play a crucial role in the outcome of success, as well as exploring a few ways that you can go about changing habits in your daily life to turn those setbacks into success for your healing. To begin, it is important to note that as humans, we have an internal desire to avoid adversity. From ignoring criticism to fleeing uncomfortable conversations, we subconsciously seek comfort and pleasure, not hardship and stress. Adversity, however, is crucial to understanding our fears and hopes. It is also essential to our social, mental, and professional growth. This growth ultimately helps us achieve more. Genevieve and Samantha, why don't you get us started with sharing what adversity and opportunity looks like to you? Well, I mean, I think a really great example of adversity, working in healthcare in 2019, 2020, and 2021 is COVID-19. So certainly, we felt a lot of that around here. Um, But um, adversity affects all of us in all kinds of ways, whether it's our external circumstances, like you know, you can't go to work or because the government has lockdowns at that time or um, that we sometimes get a medical diagnosis that's really difficult to hear. And then, you know, the whole cascade of things that comes after that, um, depending on what that diagnosis is, there's, there's all kinds of adversity that shows up in our life. And um, I think, you know, when we look at adversity, I think the only way that we can really look at it or this is my this is how I look at all adversity is is what is the lesson here for me what is what is the opportunity mm-hmm. for me here because otherwise there's just a lot of things in the <laughs> this sucks column in life <laughs> um, but when you can start to see them as okay what's the opportunity what can I actually get from this experience that I haven't um that, that I'm not able to get anywhere else or, or, or that I haven't had an opportunity to learn yet, um, it can make it a little better. Not yeah. sometimes easier, but better. Yeah. I completely agree with Jen. Uh, there's always opportunities and lessons to be learned from. And it's always an experience to, to learn from and grow from um, and how you can become better and how you can move forward from adversity. There's always something that you can take from it. And I think when those moments come up, I think when you really like when adversity shows up as like, like a tough diagnosis or a, you know, a just really unfavorable news, loss of a job, you know, the loss of someone you're close to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, and I mean, I, I'm speaking for myself, but I, I feel like there's this moment that shows up in those really the, like in those hardest experiences that I've ever had in my life. It's like this moment shows up where it's like this surge of energy that comes up in me. And it sometimes that's me just wanting to fight the circumstance. Sometimes that's me, you know, like just focusing on one part of it. But it's like this energy comes up of like, 
oh my gosh. And I think it's part of that shock. It's part of that, like, how am I going to overcome this? Um, but what I have learned over the years is when that, when that like surge of energy comes up of like that, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. That has become my signal for, okay, there's something really big here. There's something really big that I need to explore and I'm going to have to find a different or better way to look at this. So Jen, you mentioned that one of the struggles, the adversity that you both have endured being small business owners together um, was COVID. I was wondering if you could kind of elaborate on how COVID really that adversary that that adversity that you both endured running a small business how that kind of turned into an opportunity this is how i know that there's positive things that can come out of adversity because every time we got hit with another lockdown every time we got hit with another change we used it as an opportunity to say okay well what can we do differently so um the first lockdown um you know we looked at the business and we're like, this isn't working. We're there. There's the, the numbers aren't making sense the way that we've been doing things. Yeah. Um, and the way that things look like they're going now, we need to change things. We need to change how we're doing things. Mm-hmm. And I actually use that as an opportunity to, um, work with, um, some, uh, professional consultants in, uh, in my field, um, to help me better, um, navigate these yeah. waters to get, I called in support and I called in help during that first lockdown. And that really opened up my eyes to what might be possible. Um, out of that opportunity, we looked at, um, we were really struggling to hire an osteopath because there's not a lot of osteopathic practitioners here yeah. in Ontario. And um, it was through working with these consultants that I saw that, you know what, there might not be anyone to hire here right now, but um, what if we hired someone from abroad? Something I'd never yeah. considered that we could even do. Um, and even just having that option, that opportunity open up to me at such a important time because I sought it out. I, I went and looked for help during this time. Um, it it actually helped us to hire somebody from abroad. And I didn't know how to do that. That seems like a crazy thing that it's crazy to me that we even did it <laughs> like yeah <laughs> easy yeah. but at the same time it was just like okay no this is a different way that we can look at it and I'm sure I'll figure it out along the way right and we did uh we figured it out along the way by getting people to support us and help us every way through like we we worked with um we worked with lawyers we worked with um, several different people um, in a professional capacity to make this happen. And at the end of the day, it did end up happening. Yeah. And then we got our second lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> and that was an amazing opportunity to integrate some of the new things that we were learning with working with the consultants and shore up some of our systems. And then our new osteopath finally made it here after six months of doing all the things together here, (laughs) only for us to be locked down two weeks later. And what an amazing gift it was. We spent those, uh, gosh, was it eight, eight, 12 weeks? I I can't even quite remember how many weeks we were off for. Um, But the better part of two and a half months. Um, And we used that time so well. 
um, our newest practitioner, Clarice Mancion, which you, who, who you may have heard on our show earlier this yeah. uh, in some of our earlier um, episodes, but uh, we got a great opportunity to um, do some continuing education courses together and complete some um, kind of specialty courses, working with some uh, with specialty populations. Okay, and we even used it as an opportunity to. Um, refine how we do our treatment plans, refine how we treat, refine our processes. So every single time we got hit with something that was seemingly crushing and certainly felt crushing at the time, mm-hmm. um, we were able to find a way to make it really positive and find a way to keep going, even though it wasn't quite the way we wanted it to go at that exact moment in time. Right. We were able to, like, reflect and move on. There's a huge difference between reflecting and dwelling. Um, With reflection, there's intent, and that's exactly what we did. How can we, you know, get through this? How can we move on? And all we've done is just try to improve the team all around and, like, redefine all of our processes. So, you know, with the lockdowns, it gave us the time to be able to do that. Wow. And ultimately make us a much stronger, healthier business Mm -hmm. interesting and like you both are saying adversity is something that nobody can avoid forever whether you're a risk taker someone who likes to play things safe life will inevitably throw challenges in your direction i mean i bet you both didn't anticipate covid to impact uh jen your work and sam how we were scheduling how you were scheduling clients and working with the pemf Um, That being said, there's also a lot of emotions that stem from adversity. So there can be anger and disappointment, confusion, frustration, um, so many, so many, but that's just to name a few. Um, Often people experience a sense of injustice or hopelessness um, when something bad happens to them and start to ask themselves questions such as, why did this happen to me or how will I cope with this? It is important to note that all of these emotions and more are normal when experiencing adversity. While it's important to work through the emotions that these experiences provoke, it's also important not to let these common emotions dictate how you will work through it. Throwing this question now out to the both of you, how can we both embrace and learn to cope with the emotions that come with experiencing adversity? Adversity is going to happen at any time like in our life. We can't control it. So instead of fighting it and trying to avoid it, embrace it. It all comes down to the mindset that you have going into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So how can you improve? How can you make best of the situation? There's lots of things in life that we can't control. Yeah, and we can't control how other people respond. I think probably some of the best advice I've received this year is I don't actually have the power to make anyone feel anything. And mm-hmm. I think that's a that's been a huge learning curve for me. Everyone is responsible for their own feelings. I may say something or do something that may lean someone towards feeling something or another, but really their their emotions and their response are hundred percent their responsibility. And if I am working from a place as I am doing my best, I'm doing my absolute best, then that's all I can really do when I make decisions that I know are in alignment with the things that I believe in, with my values. Um, and I can't control the outcome and I can't necessarily control how all the players respond. 
the best thing that I can do is just work within my own personal framework of what do I value? What's important to me? What are like, what can I, what do I need to see so that I can leave this situation feeling at the very least good about how I responded. Um, one of the most useful techniques that I have found to deal with a lot of the emotional pieces, um, and and this is something that I use personally almost every day, mm-hmm. is um, it's called emotional freedom technique or tapping. Um, I don't know if our listeners have heard of that, um, but if you put in EFT or tapping uh, on into YouTube or um, uh, if, if you Google it, you'll, you'll, you'll probably learn a little bit more about it. But essentially um, what um, EFT or tapping does is it uses um, a sequential tapping on different acupressure points. Okay. And um, as you're going through the points, you acknowledge some of the feelings that you're experiencing. So um, you might start by saying, you know, um, even though I'm feeling really angry at the situation, even though I'm really angry that I can't go to work, even though I'm feeling really scared and I'm feeling really hopeless, um, and then you switch to another point, and then you give yourself a positive affirmation. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So you go through EFT or tapping. What it basically does is it walks you through a process where you can verbally acknowledge the emotional state that you're experiencing, including your fears, including you know what you're most worried about. Um, and then when you incorporate that with a um with a positive affirmation um and that reminder that we are we are fine and whole and that this is only an emotion a passing feeling at this time you can start to take those deeper breaths you can get out of that shock and you can acknowledge the fact that you might be angry or disappointed because i think one of the biggest challenges with adversity is when we just like shove it all down and we're just like you know, you're just you just generally upset about the situation. Yeah. But the more we can label the emotions that we're experiencing, the more we can um, work to reprogram our mind to associate those with um, a more positive experience. So that it's not all this doom and gloom and pain that we associate with the feelings of being disappointed, yeah. with a, with feeling rejected, with feeling hurt. Um, so I think that EFT or, or tapping is is an amazing tool to really help deal with um, uh, to help deal with things like adversity because you can address those deeper emotions. Absolutely, yeah. I really liked um, what you said about labeling the emotions. I think that's a really key part to dealing with adversity and finding the kind of silver lining and opportunity is by understanding why you're feeling that way and then help you to cope with it exactly and not you don't need to own the emotion a lot of people be like oh it's my anxiety it's my anxiety we take so much ownership when we say oh it's my anxiety what about if you know i'm feeling anxious Mm -hmm. and anxious is kind of a, a of a general term are you really feeling anxious or are you are you fearful? Are you worried? Are you angry? The, getting more specific on the emotion that the adversity is bringing up, I think, is really key. Um, 
because it it helps you to disseminate what what this is really about for you right yeah i agree with jen like if you can master your emotions and not go into it the mindset like why me go into the mindset with it of it like with you know what am i going to take from this experience why is this happening right now what is the lesson to be learned um i heard i read somewhere if you can't master your emotions your emotions will master you oh i like that that's really good because they do yeah. yeah And, you know, I think even just seeing how many times I've let my emotions run over me and (laughs) all of us, right? Just how many times we let our emotions do the talking, but having that like centering piece of like, wait a minute, is this really in alignment with how I want to live my life? Is this really how I feel about the situation? Is this really the road I want to go down? And then you can be at a choice of a, a place of choice ultimately. Right. Which is where our freedom lies. Our freedom from adversity lies in our ability to choose how we're going to proceed. Mm-hmm. Now, there are many different habits that you can incorporate into your daily life when it comes to overcoming adversity and turning it into opportunity. Um, there's acceptance, for example, where you acknowledge that adversity is necessary for your growth. There's taking action instead of overreacting. And of course, there is learning from it, where in times of trouble, you kind of shift your thoughts and ask yourself what lessons are being served on a silver platter right now kind of what we just talked about those are just a few habits that i can think of myself but i'm interested in learning what habits you both think come with turning adversity into opportunity um i would say maintaining confidence in your capabilities like you're not going to be thrown anything that you can't handle you will eventually work your way through it. Like, look how many things, like, even as a kid that you think, okay, I'm not going to make it through this. Um, And look at where you are now. Look at the things that you've overcome. Adversity is going to happen to all of us. It's usually unpredictable. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just have confidence in yourself and that you will be able to work through it. Um, You'll always, you know, find a way to be successful. Um, You develop new skills along the way. Um, you develop coping mechanisms to help you through mm-hmm. things. Um, and then just know that in the end that you will crush this challenge. Yeah. It's just a challenge. Absolutely. And if you're like at the point where you're like, I'm not doing a good job. This isn't working for me. That's okay. That's part of this. And that that is your signal to call in the troops. That is where... You reach out to someone if you know, and if you are reaching out to people and you still feel stuck and you still don't feel like you have a way out, there are people here to support you in whatever way it is, whether that's a therapist, whether that is a coaching group, whether that is a really good friend or confidant that you can work with and connect with. Um, usually, we do recommend you work with, you know, certainly if you're, you're dealing with something in your life it's always awesome if you can get a third party to support you if you need support yeah um because sometimes when we rely too heavily on our family and friends you know they can bring their own bias in not on purpose not because they don't want to help you but because they can't help it because they feel a certain way right yeah and 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 they want to see a certain future for you but that might not necessarily be the future that you want to see for you. So having a third party is always a really good option for support there. Um, and I think that recognizing that when we see adversity, it's 
it everything that's going on in our external world is on some level a reflection of what's going on in our internal world. Mm-hmm. So right now the world's pretty chaotic. Yeah. But let's be honest, the world was super chaotic before this. A lot of people were running around so busy running from place to place, being at all the things, signing up to do all the things everywhere. And I think we were we were headed for a collective burnout anyway. Yeah. Not anyway, like this is not a big deal. Of course, COVID-19 is a really huge deal for a lot of people. Well, the entire planet, yeah. <laughs> realistically. <laughs> but isn't it funny that like, here we are dealing with COVID-19 while climate crisis is emerging and we've we've seen an incredible amount of light finally being shone onto um, groups that have been marginalized for yeah. since the beginning of time, but yeah. um, especially in the last 500 years. And I, I think that's really a reflection of kind of where we're at as human beings, like yeah. the world is a bit tumultuous right now and we're all living through it and it's hard, but each one of us is equipped with our own systems of beliefs and values that each one of us gets to create for ourselves. And when we can operate within that framework, I think that gives us the support that we need. And when we can look at what's going on around us and say, okay, how is this being reflected in my life? So, you know, everything's really crazy right now. What do I need? Okay, maybe some downtime. (laughs) Maybe I need to give myself some more space. I think a lot of people have found that with COVID too. Mm -hmm. A lot of our patients are so proud to tell us that they're less busy. Yeah. That they're, they're, they're finally getting to projects they've been putting off for years or taking it slower, spending more time with their families. So as as much of a challenge as this year has been for all of us, I think that at the end of the day, like we are going to come out as a more resilient population. We're going to come out as more resilient human beings because what was going on in our internal world is all being reflected back to us right now in our external world, forcing us to deal with it and, and find the coping mechanisms that we need. Absolutely. I think if we're talking like specifically about COVID, the biggest thing that I've, you know, heard and seen with, you know, everyone I run into is that people are actually realizing how important self-care is. Yeah. Um, and self-care looks different for everybody. Again, whether that taking time, you know, stepping back from um, like busy, busy lifestyles mm-hmm. to, um, you know, seeing an osteopath more often or, <laughs> you know, um, more of like a, you know, mental, emotional support system for self-care yeah. um, to just maybe disconnecting from, you know, everyday life and taking the time to just... Um, like meditate or you know take time for yourself and do the things that you like I think that when we have those pieces in place the more we do that internal work the more we go deeper within like what we need what we want as a living breathing organism um, it gives us the um, it gives us the opportunity to get clear on who we really are and then that makes your decisions 
so much easier. Yeah. That just makes it, it's basically like the flashlight. It, it helps to light the way when you're more clear, when you're coming from um, the best place that you can come from. And that best place just needs to be sometimes just maybe 1% better than how you're feeling right now. Because sometimes it can feel hard, especially when that adversity comes down or you don't know what to do next. And it, it feels really hard. Even if if you just ask yourself, what can I do to be 1% nicer to myself, to be 1% more caring and loving towards myself mm-hmm. and 1% more in tune with what I actually want, what I actually need, that, that is what's going to create resiliency. That is what's going to create opportunity. That is what's going to help you get to the other side and knowing that you don't need to have all the solutions right now, that you need to leave space for the solutions to also come to you sometimes. So before we wrap up this week's episode, Genevieve and Samantha, do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Um, I think for some closing thoughts is, you know, know that you're not alone, that you know, human beings, we, we were really good at internalizing things and thinking that, you know, these problems are unique to us and no one will understand. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, most of us actually experience very similar problems with slightly different players. Yeah. And we as human beings are social beings. We, we are, we thrive by connecting with others and, and working with others and and learning from others who have already walked our path so if you're struggling in an area there's small things that you can do such as look at your social media feed how can your social media feed better reflect what you want to see if you're struggling with you know difficult relationships it's now would be a great time to join instagram accounts that are specifically promoting how to have healthy and purposeful and conscious and loving relationships. Start to surround yourself with what you need more of, because the more you can surround yourself with the things that you need more of in your life, the more it'll be there for you, especially during these times. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and with that, as much as you're looking to the outside, also, be sure to take time to to get to be with the inside you as yeah. well, whether that is through meditation. And meditation doesn't need to be you in a dark room in complete silence. There are so many great um, meditation videos or recordings that you can listen to while you're going about your day. Yeah. They don't need, you can listen to them while you're making lunches or while you're getting ready for the day or as soon as you get out of the shower. So there's ways to incorporate it in. And remember, just anything, doing anything that makes you feel even 1% better is better than nothing. And that is how we get through our darkest times is just those tiny baby steps. Absolutely. In today's episode, we discussed our own take on adversity and opportunity, provided you all with the tools to cope with the emotions associated with adversity, as well as shared some of our favorite habits that can be used to transform the murky waters of uncertainty to a clear opportunity. 
In life, there will always be a point that proves to us that adversity is inevitable. Hard times present us with the chance to change course, reinvent yourself, or find the undiscovered bridge that will get you over the hurdles. Again, I am Julia Mallon, and you heard from Genevieve Zizzo and Samantha Turcott on today's episode of Healing Better. Stay safe, friends.